on 98FM and online. This is Phoenix FM.
do love to start every show with a little bit of madness. Oh, Ian, haven't you got a home to go to? He's been here, both of them, for about 10 hours. Bye-bye. Um, great drive time. Hopefully, we're going to have lots of fun on the House of Fun with me, Karen Ridges, right through until 8 o'clock this evening. The theme tonight is we are going to be playing lots of music from powerful women. We are going to celebrate women in particular this evening. I have got some fantastic guests as well. They're going to be joining me over the phone um, in a little while or over the next couple of hours. So I'm really excited about that. And I know that, you know, I bring you the very best guests ever. Um, Julie Waddle is uh, going to be chatting with us as well. And you may know her name as she was on BBC Radio 4 as a journalist on the food programme. However, she's really changed direction and she has set up her company. So we're going to be speaking to her about running your own business as well and growing your business. Uh, her business has absolutely flown. It's called Moorish, so you may well have seen it in the supermarkets. And well, I had the pleasure of trying some of her products um, over the past couple of days. I've bought them before out of Waitrose in Billericay and whatever. They are the most delicious humus dips that I have ever tried. Some really great flavours. So I should have brought some in and just sat here and ate it because it's going to make my tummy rumble thinking about it. So really excited. We're going to be speaking to Julie in about five or ten minutes. And as I say, we are going to pack it out tonight with fantastic female artists. This is Tina Turner, I Can't Stand the Rain. I can't stand the rain Against my window Bringing back sweet memories I can't stand the rain Against my window Hey, window pane, tell me, do you remember how sweet it used to be? Thank you. 
absolutely love that. That's Tina Turner. And I'm going to dedicate to that, that to my mum because she is the biggest Tina Turner fan. And we went over just a couple of months ago to see the Tina Turner musical up in the West End. And it was brilliant. What a story. What an absolutely inspirational lady. If you haven't done so already, do go and check out the theatre. You know I'm such a theatre fan as well. Uh, really worth going to see that, the Tina Turner experience, I think it's called. Tonight, I've got some fantastic guests, got an amazing woman in business, and later on, a charity founder as well, who has had some recent publicity that on the face of it looked absolutely brilliant, but there has been some negativity about it as well. So she's going to be speaking to us probably in about an hour's time. But don't go anywhere, because I've got the best music ever we might not play completely female artists all night long because there's a couple of tracks that I'd like to pay for you. But they are going to be predominantly inspirational women that have made a difference in the music industry. Love this one. This goes out to you, my lovely listener, if you're driving around Brentwood or Billericay or anywhere over Essex at the moment. Yes! Like Ben X2. 
I shake phonies, man, you can't get next to The genuine article, I do not sing, though I sling, though, if anything, I bling, yo Star like Ringo, roll like the greens, go red Crazy, bring your whole set Crazy in the range, crazy in the range They can't figure them out, they like, hey, is he insane? Yes, sir, I'm cut from a different cloth My texture is the best firm chinchilla I've been dealing with chain smokers How do you think I got the name over? I've been realer, the game's over Fall back young, ever since I made the change over the platinum The game's been a rap one Ridges, inviting you to join me for the House of Fun this and every Friday evening from 6pm for two hours of great music, lively chat and some awesome guests. We're across Brentwood, Billericay and surrounding areas on 98FM and online to the world at phoenixfm.com. Join me, Karen Ridges, for the House of Fun Friday at 6pm here on Phoenix FM.
Well, tonight's show is all about inspirational women. Let's celebrate some wonderful, inspirational, lovely ladies. And you cannot have a show without Madonna, who has inspired, I think, just about every female artist, if not all, the, or any artist, actually, over the years absolutely love Madonna um, I think she's got a gig she's doing a concert isn't she in London there's a the big thing that she's actually doing um, but I do think it's about 400 quid a ticket so it may not be something that I'm gonna go to however we do have Julie Waddell on the line with us another inspirational lady former journalist was on the BBC Radio 4 program the food program which perhaps, Julie, inspired you for your next step, setting up your rather delicious business. Hello, ah. Julie. <laughs> hello, hello. Yes, it, well, the story all fits together very nicely. When you, when you look at it, looking backwards, you can see what was happening. It's always easier in hindsight, isn't it, to mm. see what the path was. Yes. Do you miss the journalist side of things, or can you incorporate <laughs> that into your successful business? Well, I used to say I got paid to talk for a living, and I sort of still do, because <laughs> I do still talk quite a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but I loved, I loved reading the news on, on the radio, mm -hmm. but I also love what I do now, and of course, working for yourself, as I do now with my Hummus company, I have an mm -hmm. awful lot of freedom and autonomy, and um, that's something that you don't get in a, quote, normal job. Sure. So, yes, I miss it, but I love what I do now. When you run your own business, it's very hard to switch off, and I think I yeah. sent you an email, because I've just been busy with this, that, and the other, and I sent you an email and thought, oh, you know, I'll touch base um, with Julia after, uh, with Julie, you know, the next day. And you replied, and it was about 11 p.m., so it's hard to switch off, isn't it, even when you've got your massive successful business? It is hard, but I also see it in, in that I'm lucky, in that I can sort of choose when to work. So, you know, if you'd emailed me when I was making the, the dinner for the kids, mm. you wouldn't have got a reply. Yes. But then in the evening, when I've got some time, you would. So it just depends. So I, I do start to pick up things from about six in the morning and I may or may not be on late at night but then I you know very much prioritize family life in between and mm. I just have to be super productive when I am working so that I can do the other bits when I'm not working. Do you think as a woman in business we it's an extra juggle or do you feel that it's it's even for a man in business? Because oh, that that's a really tough question. It is, because isn't I'm not it? a man. Yeah. I don't know. I cannot answer for yeah. men. All I can say is there's there is n nothing like being a mum. So mm. yes, there is being a dad. But being a mum is, um, you know, you've carried the child and you've had the child, mm. and there is a certain connection. And my husband is amazing, and I couldn't do what I do without him. Sure, but I am mum. And, and rightly so, you know, the kids want me to be their mum. And I think, I think that's a really special role that I take um, a lot of care to try and do the best I can in that. And then everything else, I try and do the best I can in that. But being a mum is, is the number one. Mm. I feel the same, actually. That, yeah. that, I do understand what you're saying. Um, you went from BBC Radio 4 on the food programme. Do mm. you feel that working there sort of gave you inspiration in the food industry oh totally definitely yeah. well i sort of i ended up there because i already had a passion for food so 
I grew up in Northern Ireland in a catering family, so mm. I was always around food and catering and, you know, the talk of food and enjoyment of food. Um, I ended up working for the BBC reading the news, but did think, oh, you know, my favourite show is this food programme on Radio 4. Um, I wonder if I could, you know, leap from news to the food program mm. and um, and I managed to do that and I loved it. I loved the show. I loved listening to it and I loved working on it. And food is a big part of my life. Mm. I think it's really important, um, you know, that we, we nourish ourselves and our families well and we enjoy food. It's a real pleasure. And I think you can, you know, these days you can eat almost anything you want and it's about, um, you know, taking that opportunity to, to eat really good things, but you don't have to go wild on your budget. You can mm. do all sorts of creative things to eat well, um, you know, within your means. And I enjoy that sort of challenge and the challenge of making ordinary things taste amazing. That's what makes me happy. I love that. So what was your light bulb moment, Julie? You know, you're there, you're reading the news, you're on the food <laughs> programme, you're your journalist, and then suddenly you had this light bulb. Yeah, well, maybe it was over time or maybe it was just that what one sort of thing. Oh, my gosh, I want to go and make loads of hummus. Well, yes. Yeah, so for listeners, just to explain, my company uh, makes smoked hummus. So it's called Moorish, and it's Moorish smoked hummus is our, our sort of our the key thing that we're known for and it, mm-hmm. it, we make all sorts of hummus now but that's how we started and basically i made the smoked hummus at home for my son who was four then my younger child um because he wanted to eat things that weren't necessarily the best kind of nutritional mm. things like pizza and what have you yeah and he was really particular that you know he wanted to eat what he wanted to eat and I wanted to make nice food for him because that's kind of what I do and, and what, um, you know, makes me feel um, satisfied creatively and all that jazz. So mm-hmm. I was thinking, well, what can I make for this child that's healthy but also super delicious? And he did actually like hummus. And, of course, hummus is good for you, isn't it? It's got mm-hmm. all sorts of good things in it. And because he would eat hummus, I thought, well, maybe I can do a riff on hummus. I'll play with hummus. And he loved smoked food, like smoked cheese and that kind of thing. And I thought, well, maybe if I make a smoky hummus, he might like that. So I did, and he did, and it was amazing. And I thought, wow, this is just so delicious. And when people came to the house, I would get them to try this smoked hummus, and they'd all go, wow, that's amazing. And I thought, oh, great. You know, when you, when you make a dish that's kind of your signature dish and people love it, it's really satisfying. Mm. But at the same time, on the food program, I was asked to do some research into hummus. And I was looking at the UK hummus market, and I discovered it's absolutely huge. So this was back in 2012. It's even bigger now, but, you know, even then, seven years ago, hummus is a really popular product. It's so versatile, so easy, relatively cheap. It goes with everything. And I did this research at work And I also discovered not only is hummus really popular in the UK, but the hummus world that you could buy in a shop, it was very sort of bog standard. You could buy hummus, you could buy reduced fat hummus, maybe lemon and coriander, but nothing exciting had been Mm, done. That's true. It was really lacking in innovation. And I suddenly had that moment, as you say, that light bulb moment where I did the research at work and discovered it's a big market lacking in innovation. Well, hang on. I've just invented a completely new kind of hummus with my smoked chickpea hummus. And I did a quick Google and discovered it hadn't been done, which was great. And I thought, well, maybe that's for me. Maybe that's the gap in the market that 
will give me an opportunity to take my delicious idea to the masses. And it did. That's just fantastic. And, I, you know, I read earlier that when you did this research, we're saying that it's a big market. The, I say humus. You know, I'm, I'm the posh one from Essex. You know, I say humus. Everybody but, says it differently. <laughs> I know. And spells it differently. I, of course. But it's, it's a market over £60 million. Yep, that's right. That's mind-blowing. I know, I know. We love our hummus. We do. And for me as a vegan... Oh. It's a lifesaver. You know, you can have it on your jacket potato. You can have it in the sandwich. You can just eat it out of the bowl. And you know it's full of good things. It's It's good. It's delicious. It's tasty. Yeah, it's a massive win. And, I mean, chickpeas, they are a wonderful, versatile thing to eat. Yeah. You know, I've had a bowl of chickpeas with your humus on top of it. You know, a double whammy. (laughs) But it is. It's wonderful. So, you know, you went on, you've developed this. Was Waitrose the first people to pick it up? Uh, they were the first big customer, yes. Yeah. Mm. So I, we lived in Birmingham at the time, and I took it to some of the local delis, and they loved it. Um, and I made it myself. I found a, a factory that would let me stand in the factory and make the product myself. Um, so I used to whiz it up and then put it in the car and take it out to these local delis. And it was going really well. People were loving it. And, you know, I kept being asked to make more and more. And I thought, well, do you know what? If I'm going to do this, I think the place to go is Waitrose because that way, Mm. you know, that's the kind of experimental place where people will try things that are a bit different, a bit maybe a bit premium, a bit artisan, Mm. because we naturally cold smoke the chickpeas. It's a tiny bit more than normal hummus, you know, still under two quid, but it was a wee bit more. So I took it to Waitrose, and miraculously, I now know how unusual this was, they came almost instantly straight back to me and said, we'd like this, we think it's great. And that was back in 2012. So within six months of having that idea at home for my little boy, suddenly we were on the shelves of Waitrose across the UK, and that was amazing. That is absolutely inspirational. It's insane, and I feel very lucky that that's what happened. I guess right thing, right time, right place, it was fabulous it was just everything came together yeah do you did you when you first made this for your son did you ever dream that you know many months later or not that many months later you know it would be in shops was that really i could could only have dreamt and you know so now it's in sainsbury's and Ocado and all sorts of places i am still so proud of my baby my third child as i say the, the shine has not worn off i walk in and i look at it and think wow that is so cool I'm really lucky to have got my product out to so many people. It's brilliant. So you started off obviously making it yourself, but that yeah. isn't possible now, is it? No. So it's made to my recipe, and we have a really specialist process where we naturally cold smoke the chickpeas, and that's what gives it the unique twist. Um, and that is done for me now because I couldn't possibly make the no. quantities of hummus that we sell. But that's done to my recipe in a, a brilliant hummus factory run by... Um, a load of Greek people who know and love their hummus and know what they're doing. So they focus on the things that they can do well, like making the hummus, and I focus on getting the message out to, to people to to make sure everybody knows about my lovely hummus. Oh, and it, it is so lovely. You were very kind to send me some <laughs> as well. I have picked it up, but I wasn't aware of the vast array of flavours. Oh my gosh, they are so delicious. What was your favourite? You know what? I just don't know. I love the one with pe- with 
beetroot yes. because the colour is fantastic. And Isn't I think that would go down, you know, on little crackers with a little yeah. bit of green on top. I mean, it just looks... Smoky and sweet, that one. It's oh, beautiful. It is. Now, my tummy is rumbling now, Julie. <laughs> it's not there at all. What's your favourite one? Well, that is my new favourite. So the beetroot only oh. launched about a year ago and that one I just cannot stop eating because you feel like you're just absorbing nutrients it's, it's a lovely bright purple color yeah it's rich it's smoky and sweet and earthy and delicious i also love the chili harissa smoked hummus yeah that's good. sort of like it's not it's not a big punch in the face of heat chili it's like a warming fragrant um rounded flavor i absolutely love that one mm. um and then there's another one that's only available in a small number of places like whole foods in london and that is a lemon and dill smoked hummus and that Ooh. that used to be my favorite and it is still absolutely up there it's gorgeous but it's very hard to choose it is it is and seriously i'm getting very hungry now i'm just <laughs> imagining a lovely big hummus sandwich with loads of vegetables in it as well which i, oh, I love yum. So, Julie, for my listener that's thinking, you know, I'd like to start my own food business, yes. but I just don't know what to do next or any kind of business. What would you give as some words of advice? Well, whatever it is, product or service, A, anybody can do anything. So, you know, I had no experience of the food industry or manufacturing or retail or any of that. If you have got something and you passionately believe in it, then it's worth a shot. What you need to do is test your idea, be it a product or a service, on people who don't know you, because people who know you will obviously be very nice. Right. You need to get some realistic feedback from people who don't know you. So if it's a food product, maybe go along to a farmer's market or do what I did, which is take it to your local deli and see if they will ask their customers to try it and give you feedback. But get some honest feedback, and if it needs to be tweaked, then you can tweak it. Um, you've got to find something that's either different or better or ideally both mm. than whatever is already there. And other than that, just go for it. People are amazed that, that these things can be done, but they can. Anybody can do anything. Oh, Julie, I love that. I absolutely love that. Now, I'm going to throw you in at the deep end as well because Sorry. I am talking and asking my listener, who's an inspirational woman? It could be a singer or family member, could be someone famous or not famous. I know it is throwing you in at the deep end, Julie, but do you, <laughs> can you think of an inspirational lady? I can, and it is my grandmother. Oh. So she was the catering brains behind the restaurant that my granddad bought and ran and she was the cook and she worked so incredibly hard and she made the most delicious food she was sort of the first fast food restaurant of the, of the era which was sort of back in the 70s 80s and she used to do um like fast food home cooked roast dinners mm. in her restaurant and she was just an inspiration and the way she cooked was very intuitive and I learned a lot of my recipes and my cooking style from her. And she was a grafter, but she was also the kindest, loveliest person. And I just, I, I wish that I could be half the person she was. She was amazing. Oh, Julie, I love that. Well, we'll dedicate the next track to your lovely grandmother. Oh, thank you. Do you think that she might like some Cindy Lauper, <laughs> Nina Simone, Diana Ross? 
I'm sure Stevie Nicks. Love, I'm sure she'd love a bit of Nina Simone. Oh, that's lovely. Well, thank you for joining us. It's been an thank absolute so pleasure. If you're ever in Essex, the door is open and we can have a, you know, a, a more in-depth conversation as well, Julie. That was really lovely. I hope all your listeners have an amazing weekend. Thank you so much for having me and keep hummusing. Oh, oh, I love that. Lovemoreish.co.uk is the website as well. Really appreciate your time. I hope you're going to go and put your feet up now, Julie. Oh, that'd be nice. Happy <laughs> All the best. And this goes out to your grandmother. Thank you. Thank you. My baby don't care for shows. My baby don't care for clothes. My baby just cares for me. My baby don't care for cars and races. My baby don't care for hot tone places. This here is not a star. And even Lana Turner's smart. Something he can't see. My baby don't care who knows My baby is chaos for me
Join me, Antonia Jones, for the Saturday Breakfast Show each week on Phoenix 98 FM. Between the hours of 7am to 10am, I'll be playing some great music, plus some of the latest tracks from the industry, along with music news and interviews. I've also got my regular lifestyle feature with tips on beauty and much more. So for a great way to start off your day, tune in to Antonia Jones' Saturday Breakfast Show from 7am on Phoenix FM.
it's really nice when I've got a kind of a theme for you and I to chill out to because I get to play different sorts of music so you know I'm here every Friday from six to eight as you know live here in our little studio in Brentwood and I play a lot of 80s music and 90s music and some old school club classics on Monday um, I had a brilliant theme as well and I played the the best the most iconic bands in the world ever and you get to play a different mix of music when you do a theme like that and I was just there like I am tonight really putting on these tracks thinking oh, I love that one I love that one and you know I've got to be honest with you just between you and I what I really like about Phoenix FM is it's not the same music all the time day or night and yeah you know there's some great music out there now of course there is but I've got to say I like I like some of the old stuff I, I do and I get to play it for you every Friday I'm the luckiest person ever I'd like to know who inspires you we just heard Nina Simone and Diana Ross inspirational ladies and Nina Simone was played for Julie Waddell who we spoke to earlier and if you missed the interview then do go over to phoenixfm.com just in the next couple of days because the listen again link will be there just come and find me you can search for karen ridges or you can uh, find me under the house of fun Um, julie is the founder of moorish smoked humus foods and they are utterly delicious i've got to say and it was lovely to speak to her an inspirational woman in business and former journalist as well let me know radio at phoenix fm if you have an inspirational person an inspirational lady could be a family member could be a singer could be an actress could be a campaigner who knows just let me know and i'll give them a mention we're going to play a couple more now It wouldn't be complete, would it, without some of Aretha Franklin.
Phoenix FM. Isn't that 
An absolutely brilliant track, Christina Aguilera and beautiful. One of my all-time faves, actually. I don't get to play it that often here on The House of Fun. And before that, Aretha Franklin as well. And to respect, you listen to me, Karen Ridges here on The House of Fun. Really excited about tonight's show. Got some wonderful guests for you and I to hang out with. And we are playing all music from women, actually. That's what I felt like doing tonight, celebrating women artists in particular. Let me know your favourite one. Radio at phoenixfm.com. Now, we can't get away from it. Social media really has taken over everything, hasn't it? Just about. And I think, love it or hate it, it's not going to go away. It might do. I mean, who knows? In the future, I remember years ago building up my MySpace page. And now, what? I don't even know. I think I'll Google and see if MySpace even exists. But it is a big part of a lot of our lives, especially me with my PR business. You know, it's it's very important. I'm working with clients that are getting great publicity. Then we can share it on their social media. It is a big part of it. I know there's lots of studies going out and we will talk about this. I'm going to get a lovely expert in to talk about social media as well. The good stuff and the not so good stuff as well, because I find it quite a fascinating topic. But just the other day, I thought to myself, let's, you know, build up the Phoenix FM Facebook page. It's already got thousands and thousands of, of likes Um, But that's what we've been focusing on, you know, a few of the team here, the presenters. So if you, my lovely listener, haven't already found Phoenix FM on the social media, we've got a Facebook group, a Facebook page, Twitter. We've also got Instagram as well. Just find us Phoenix FM and uh, join in with us online as well and help us spread the message because we are a community radio station serving Brentwood and Billericay and the surrounding areas and we can do it even more wonderfully with your support. I've got some fantastic music lined up. We're going to be hanging out for the next hour or so before Patrick takes over the hot seat. Love this one that I'm going to play next. This is Ariana Grande, Into You. And I've got to say hello to Ariana. I'm sure she listens every Friday. She is a fellow vegan as well. I'm so into you I can barely
Phoenix FM.
fantastic track. I haven't heard that in absolutely ages. Donna Summer and Barbara Streisand. Well, I tell you, if you're going to pick a couple of women, especially in uh, the music industry, who are absolutely inspirational, it's got to be them too, hasn't it? That's the theme tonight, my lovely listener. If you've just tuned in, don't worry. You can come over to phoenixfm.com in the next couple of days and find the house of fun because the music I've played and what I've got lined up for you is utterly brilliant. I'm dancing around in the studio, as I always do, actually, because I always play pretty great music, I've got to say, every Friday from 6 till 8. I'm also asking you, who is an inspirational woman in your life? I'd love to hear from you. Tweet me if you want to, Phoenix FM. Or radio at phoenixfm.com. You can pop an email as well. Sue Peckham, I hope you are well, my lovely friend Sue. Sue's been in the studio as well, so I'm really pleased you're listening. So, And you know we want to have you back in as well. She runs 12 Weeks to Wow which is an absolutely brilliant idea. Just Google 12 Weeks to Wow and find out a little bit more. Um, And she says, you are pretty inspirational yourself, my lovely friend. Well, I do appreciate that, Sue. Thank you. And coming from you, that means a lot. The feeling is mutual. Claire Byrne says, me... And I'm glad. I think we don't celebrate ourselves enough, do we, Claire? We are. I think I'm pretty good, actually. I've got to say, maybe not at presenting, but I think I'm a pretty good person. So I'm glad, Claire, that you find um, that you're an inspiration as well. And why not? And you also feel that Rosa Parks, obviously a very different league, you have said, um, is an inspiration as well. Of course, what an incredible woman, an incredible story as well. And um, we're not far off her birthday, actually. She would be 107 years old. So if you haven't already, go and find out about Rosa Parks, um, who is well known in the Montgomery bus boycott, um, a civil rights um, activist from many years ago wonderful inspirational lady louise jane simpson i hope you're well louise and thanks for your message as well and you have nominated fiona oaks and obviously me as well so i appreciate that louise Uh, but fiona oaks good friend lovely lady from essex has four world records um, by winning extreme marathons absolutely extreme marathons on the north pole and in the sahara desert and on top of that she's got an animal sanctuary where she cares for animals do do give it a google if you can uh, tower hill stables and she looks after hundreds and hundreds of animals as well so she's absolutely um, an incredible woman rachel sims you are saying that your grandmother is your inspiration. And that's lovely. I really appreciate that. And I think probably my two nans as well. When you look back at what they went through, it's uh, quite, um, quite wonderful. So let me know. Do you have an inspirational lady? Is she in your life? Is she a family member? Is she famous? Let me know. I'd love to hear from you. And tonight's music is all from women. That's what I've decided. I was going to throw in a few old school club classics. And the more I've looked into it, the more wonderful music is out there. So tonight is all of celebration for wonderful music from women. So I only know I never wanna let you go 
is Phoenix 98FM.
It's a death row pardon Two minutes too late And isn't it ironic that track Alanis Morissette and ironic and as I told you my lovely listener earlier in the show I am so excited to speak to one of my most brilliant best friends she is an inspirational lady and she is thoroughly brilliant (laughs) I hope that wasn't too no you know it's true Victoria (laughs) Featherstone Pierce Always lovely speaking to you, Oh, it's always. And I just, you know, next time you're over this way, you'll have to pop in and then we'll have a good old proper chat. Absolutely. Live in the studio. Now, you've been really busy. You're always busy. You're doing incredible things for the charity, the Canine Angels, which you run. You are a co-founder with a brilliant team of volunteers. And just before Christmas... You were part of an inspirational calendar. 
Yes, I was. It, basically, it was for Models of Diversity, mm-hmm. and it was their 10th anniversary. And yeah. Models of Diversity is now a charity, registered charity, but they basically started up because they thought there wasn't enough diversity within the modelling industry. Um, so, you know, they thought that there wasn't enough of, say, older, shorter, taller, um, people with disabilities, um, you know, those, those type of models. And actually, in the last 10 years, you may have noticed in more campaigns, they're using a lot more older uh, models, people with disabilities, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, larger models, plus size models. Yeah. Uh, so the campaign has really, really helped hugely all over the world. But it was their 10th anniversary and they asked me to be part of their calendar. Yeah. Um, which, of course, uh, you know, back to my modelling roots, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Absolutely. So I am Miss May of the Models of Diversity calendar and I'm in there with lots of other really inspirational ladies for one reason or another um they 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 model and uh one one lady's in a wheelchair one lady's super tall um one lady has a limb missing um all different types of models in there um and i'm modeling because i'm older and also i'm a plus size believe it or not size 12 to 14 um but i'm a mature model so supposedly (laughs) um but yeah, we're forty nine this month. The same as same as me. We have the same birthday. We are sisters. Um, so yeah, it was, it was really an amazing, amazing thing to be part of, and I'm very proud of the calendar. It's it's actually really stunning. Um, it's going to be on my wall in my dressing room. I believe there's probably ten left uh, to buy because they Is sold them all, all quite quickly. Um, but yeah, there's probably ten more left to buy. Um, and you know, it's just not your usual, you know, good-looking models. It's it's ladies that are all very different for for different reasons, but all very stunning. And um, yeah, just really pleased to be to be part of it. That's wonderful. I've seen you know pictures from the calendar. It's very beautifully done. Your your photo is is absolutely incredible. You look fantastic. Thank you. And it's all going to a good cause. But it it went viral, didn't it? It did, yeah. Well, I had some media, and I, you know, I think most of the ladies in the calendar did some media um, for for the calendar, um, and obviously they used different angles. And on my angle, they used the fact that I'm vegan um, and that I, you know, I look healthy and that I'm vegan. But there were some really nasty people trolling me, um, and I, I was. You know, I'm a lady of the world. I, I know lots of things and seen lots of things and hear lots of things. But I generally was shocked at some of the the, the comments I had. So, um, you know, without swearing, I can I can mention a couple of them off the top of my head because they were so oh, shocking. Gosh. So one of them said um, she will die alone, surrounded by dogs and smelling of weed. Oh my god! And I thought. Oh my God, what actual planet are you on? Yeah. Uh, first of all, I'm happily married. Second of all, I've got some amazing friends. Um, and, you know, it couldn't be further from the truth. <laughs> but it, just the things they were saying were awful and very untrue. Um, and it's made me think more about trolling and bullying and online, yeah. all of that online. And I really think people that do that should 
Because I looked at their profiles, and their profiles didn't have photographs on them of themselves. Really? So they were doing it behind, you know, hidden. They were hidden behind, like, a celebrity photo or a photo, you know, you could tell it wasn't them. Yeah. Um, Probably a picture of a model or something like that, and it just wasn't them. Um, And, yeah, I, I just think there needs to be something out there that makes these people accountable Um, You just, I mean, if you were walking down the street and somebody spoke to you like that, I mean, there were a lot worse, trust me, than the dying alone with we. There was about my body parts. I mean, it was really quite awful. Um, You know, you should be able to do something about that. It's slander. It's, It's speaking badly to another person. It's, you know, they say that words don't hurt as much as, but I think they do. I mean, for me, it's fine because I'm, as I said, I'm used to, that sort of world but for somebody that's really vulnerable i don't think it's right i think it could be absolutely destroying i mean it really could you know you have worked with an incredible organization that want to give a chance and an opportunity to all sorts of different women and not only that you know you are hands-on every day rescuing abused dogs you know, running the canine angels and, and rehoming them and, and looking after spay and neutering. You know, you, you are absolutely hands-on. So to think that people have just picked up and actually said all nasty things. Yeah. It's But as you said, you know, say you were a, a young girl who's yeah, 17 absolutely. and really worried about how she looks or worried about confidence or e- even just a regular girl, you know, or, or guy, you know, yeah, it could be absolutely. anyone. I just think this online trolling has gone too far. And actually, if they'd read the piece about the Models of mm. Diversity calendar, they would have read within that that I suffer from depression and I've had depression from a very young age. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's just not the thing you say to somebody. It's fine with me because I am super strong mm. and I, I have ways of dealing with things. And it's, you know, I, the, the, I am sort of bulletproof when it comes to words like that. Yeah. But I do worry about younger people or more vulnerable people being spoken to in that way online. And I know it happens every single day. And I just think there has to be some sort of law that, that when your email address is um, linked to an account mm. um, and you're speaking badly to somebody, there has to be something in place that's actually going to be there and monitor all of those things because this is really damaging stuff. Um, as, you know, as I said, for, especially for youngsters and more vulnerable people, it's a bit of a worry for me. So, mm. yeah, although the calendar was... And the the thing we were doing is so such an amazing thing. I, this came from it, and I was like, "Oh my word!" Um, such a negativity to come from something so positive. Well, I was speaking earlier on the show, and you know, I think this is going to be a really interesting topic that will resonate with a lot of people. How would you say, Victoria, if my listener is thinking, "Well, you know, I've been bullied online," or "I've..." heard some things that I were quite upsetting. What advice would you give to somebody that that really needs it? I would say you need to you definitely need to tell somebody, don't keep that all inside. Mm, yeah. Um but you know, but there should be somewhere where they can go and mm. talk to someone or actually complain about that and actually yeah. it be dealt with. And that's I think the problem at the moment. Yeah. But first of all you know, just don't keep it to yourself. If it's something that's really upsetting you, if somebody was upsetting you in a playground or somebody was calling your house or someone was 
you know, you're out and about shopping and somebody was doing something to you, you'd, you'd shout out about it. Yeah. You'd ask for help. Yeah. So just do the same because it's the same. It's just somebody doing it. They're so um, pathetic as a person. They're doing it, you know, away from they, – that they don't have the front to do it in your face. Um, so really, they're just bullies, that, mm. but, but worse than bullies in a way. Um, so I'd say, do you need to tell somebody, you need to speak to somebody mm. um, and just get that off your chest and let somebody else know? What I find weird as well is that you've said that a lot of these people, they're, they're saying nasty things, they're typing away like a keyboard warrior. Yeah, exactly. That, and they don't have their own photo up. No. That, that to me, is really strange. Why do you think that is? Are that, have they set up something so they can be nasty or do they maybe not have the confidence to put their own photo on their social media i think there's two types of keyboard warriors there is someone that is obviously disturbed and a a nasty person there's nothing you can do about it that that's just them and that's just the way they are and i think there are some people that you know maybe they don't have much going on in their lives Mm. and that's their outlets um you know and they don't have many people to talk to and maybe they suffer from depression. Maybe they've been bullied. So I think there are two different types of keyboard warriors. There are ones that, you know, probably should be locked up. And then others that probably need help themselves. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, it doesn't matter what type it is. It should, it should be dealt with. There should be something out there that's looking at this or somewhere that you can go and complain about that and they go through and look at the email, find out where it's from mm. and al- almost investigate it. You like it's a, it is an offence. I find yeah. it offensive. Oh, my gosh. It's absolutely shocking. And I know you've told me some other things that have been said as well. And, you know, if you were walking down the road and shouted something out to a person... Uh, you know, as they are typing it, you know... Uh, They'd get a karate chop from me. <laughs> <laughs> I know they would from you. Absolutely. But you'd think that they they would, they would needed help. You'd think, oh, my gosh, yeah, you know, absolutely. There, there's, there's something not quite right, to be honest, because yeah, we don't what? go around I'm all like about that. helping others. You are, absolutely. And I know people have issues and, have, you know, that's their, their outlet... But they need help, and of course they mm. could turn around to be really good, amazing people. Yeah. And then there are obviously just those, like there are evil, nasty people in the world. There's absolutely nothing you can do. Um, but either way, I think both needs to be investigated, and there needs to be something put into place, like the police, but an internet police type of thing um, that's actually helping people that are being abused on there, because... For me, you know, it was very upsetting, but for others, it could probably be a lot more dangerous for them, and they could self-harm, do all sorts of mm, things, it's, or it's, even, yeah. you know, do something even worse than that and um, not be here anymore. So I think these things need to be tackled, really. I, Internet can be, in, yeah. you know, amazing for some things. It's incredible for my charity, Canine Angels. Yeah. But then it's also, it's got a dark, bad side as mm. well. So, um, you know, I always say you, you use the Internet, you don't let it use you, and... Um, that's that's how I see it, you know. Yeah, yeah. I hope but when someone's hurling abuse at you on no. there, and you, I mean, I, oh, well, I, I I photo photoed them because I just couldn't believe what I was seeing, and um, yeah, I'm writing writing something about it at the moment. So okay, to bring more awareness. I hope it hasn't put you off of doing the calendar. Cause Not it's, me. No. no. Okay. <laughs> Brilliant. No, nothing puts me off. No, um, I, I keep going regardless of any abuse or negativity if i think something is right um i will just keep going forward 
there's nothing going to stop me because everything I do for me is positive. It's about helping animals. It's about being giving people more power and making them feel good. Um, so it's all good stuff. So I know I just I just power through it. You know, love it. Absolutely love it. And I mean, the thing is, is it absolutely went viral. Now you're a passionate vegan like I am. Very. I'm mean, a long, a long time vegan. A vegan 15 years and a vegetarian since the age of six. So it's not, you know, not that I care about people jumping on the bandwagon or new vegans. I'm like open arms. Come on in. Come on in and join the party. Absolutely. But and, you know, I've been a vegetarian since I was six, and I'm 49 this month. So it is something that I'm extremely passionate about, and. Um, it's always been in my life. I, I have no idea what meat tastes like. No, no idea absolutely. Whatsoever. I can't remember. It's it's in the distant memory somewhere that I've chosen to sort of forget about because there's, there's no need to sort of think about it. But for you, the media picked up on this and just feature after feature after feature came out which was wonderful saying it was worldwide. It yeah. was worldwide. I think they picked it up in China, didn't yeah, they? Ev- in New York. <laughs> It was incredible. All the national papers over here, various magazines, and it was all they they picked up on the fact that you look, you attribute, you know, how wonderful you look and the energy and how you feel to eating your plant-based vegan diet. Yeah, they did. And they wanted to play on that with, you know, well, you you have this done and you've had that done. And I'm like, well, actually, no, I haven't. Um, There's certain things I've done in the past but, you know, the way I look at it is no one, and it doesn't matter how pure you are a vegan, nobody has not had a past and done things in yeah. their past that they kind of wish they hadn't have done, but it's past. We can't go back on that. Um, but going forward in my life, no, absolutely not. Everything I do is cruelty-free, is, is vegan, as far as I know, and I really do. I mean, I'm the lady at, at the grocery store with my glasses on looking at all the labels. I mean, I, you know, when I have <laughs> cosmetic things done and beauty things done, yeah. I'm asking a million questions. I'm emailing companies. I want to know what I'm putting on my face and in my body. I need to know. Um, I don't want anything that's had any cruelty. And, and in the past, yes, I probably have done, uh, but I didn't know that. Um, and there isn't a vegan walking this planet that hasn't, you know, eaten either eaten meat or worn leather shoes or smokes or got glue in something or travels on an airline. You know, smoking's tested on, on dogs, actually, on beagles. Um, you know, you'll find that most things have been tested on animals at some point down the line. So I think as vegans... Um, and non-vegans, we need to be a little bit less judgmental and a little bit more accepting and understanding that down, somewhere down the line we have all done something. But it's about what we do now going forward. Love that. And I think what I love about you, Victoria, because you are an incredible ambassador for veganism, for saving dogs, for the charity, obviously your charity, the Canine Angels. When when these challenging things happen, like getting the trolls um, through the the awareness that you raised for the calendar, for looking so great on a plant-based diet, um, what you've learnt, say, in 
the beauty industry. These are all things that you want to now go and share with other people through your blog, through writing for magazines. You're coming on the stage with me for Plant Powered Expo. I know, I'm looking forward to that. Which I cannot wait because we get to see each other again. But what I love about you is, you know, you don't sit there and, and, you know, probably do sit there and get cross, but you actually want to do something about it and you want to stop it happening from other people to other people. Absolutely. I mean, look, we're... We're all born, we're, we're, all, we're here, we're learning. And even bad situations can give you a lesson. Mm. And that's how I see everything. You know, of course I'm upset about certain things that happen. Um, but then I try and turn it around and go, well, how can I learn from that? What can I do differently next time? You know, okay, so that beauty treatment, they do that. Okay, I won't be using that again. You know, and that's how I think about absolutely everything. I don't criticize other people and, and vegans when they... You know, new vegans that come in that might walk in with a leather jacket on. I would go, oh, look at that. You're wearing a leather jacket. Da, 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 da. I wouldn't say that. I would say, oh, do you know, do you know about this? Do you understand about that? Um, because it's, it's their journey. And I, that's not that I'm lessening the journey of animals. Because trust me, I love animals more than I love most humans. Yeah. It's just that I feel that that um, vigilant sort of uh, the way that some people go about things, is not going to help. People will not be told what to do. They want to be shown how it's done and how amazing it is. And then they learn from that. You lead by example. You don't lead by screaming and shouting at people. So I like to do my blogs by showing the stunning leather shoes I'm wearing and the handbag and the jacket and the hair products. And all, by the way, this is all my hair. They said I had extensions. I'm like, no, it's my hair. You have got fantastic hair, Victoria. Thank you. And for this, because I'm using <laughs> vegan cruelty-free products, and yeah. they're amazing. Yeah. Um, and I've been using them for years, and my hair's just grown really thick and long. Um, and I just think there's a way of doing it, and it's a positive way. And that's why I love the way you do things as well, because you always oh. do it with a smile on your face. You might be hurting inside. You might be crying inside. I, I know I am on a daily basis. But we can't go around being negative like that, I feel. I've been watching some TV shows, which I'm sure many of people have seen recently, and I really get and understand some of the activists. I really do. I know some of them, and I understand their point of view. But for me, it's the wrong way. And I'm sorry, I'll probably end up getting some messages about that now. (laughs) But for me, going into these farms and doing that and taking animals and then the animals dying and all the rest of it, it's just not right. Unless you know everything about an animal and how it's lived and how it's meant to be kept, you cannot be doing that. There are ways that we will change the world and it's not by doing that. I mean, actually, when they think about it, what have they really changed when they do things like that? Mm. Um, And, you know, I think we have to... I mean, what are we going to do? There are going to be plenty of people that will not want to go vegan. What are we going to do? Mm. No, we can't it's... go around yeah. <laughs> raiding their houses and, and killing. We can't, we can't go that far. You know, you're just going to have to, sadly, we're going to have to live with that, I guess. Um, and it is very sadly because, on a, as I said, on a daily basis, I'm, I'm really broken about the way things are for animals. I really am. But you pull it, you know, you pull it together and, you know, you work flat out for your charity. I know how much you put into that. And I really do hope 
that we can have another House of Fun special with, you know, Canine Angels special. Yeah, there's lots of things going to be happening this year. Um, But we definitely do need to raise funds, that's for sure. Yeah. I've got my little uh, foster dog at the moment sleeping on my settee. Um, She may have a home for next week, so that's good. Little Rosie. Um, And she's got getting on absolutely brilliantly with all my other seven dogs. So (sighs) always busy. There's lots of feathers at the moment. She seems to have... uh, taken a liking to one of my pillows oh but she lived she lived outside her whole life so she doesn't understand she doesn't know what a home is it was only just over a week ago she came to me and you know she just came here like a little scared her eyes were just wide and she just didn't know what was what and now she sleeps on the bed with me and she you can see every day she's becoming more confident and happy and it's a really beautiful lovely thing to see um and her eyes are shiny and nose is is wet and it's just it's really lovely so yeah. you've seen such a big turnaround in a very short space Absolutely. of time but you know what dogs they just get on with it mm. they just do they just forget about the, the past and they just move forward and live for the day you know i love that it's incredible and i know she's got a very interesting story how can my listener find out more is it best to find you on facebook yeah go on our facebook page yeah um uh, K-9angels yeah. or our website www.k-9angels.org um, and it's Rosie and she's a little black dog she's ever so cute and she's just turned three and for most of her life she lived on a very short chain outside minus 10 degrees um, no dog should live outside as far as I'm concerned but for me, a lap dog is a lap dog, and they should be indoors on your lap. Um, and she's tiny. I mean, how she survived the winters, I just do not know. Um, but now she's safe, and that's another one safe. And once she's rehomed, then that gives me more room to, to take another foster in. Oh, that's amazing. Was she outside in this country, or was she outside? It was Romania. It was Romania, because I know you've got your shelter over there, which you, you know... Really yeah, we funded a shelter build in, in Romania, um, yeah. and we're hoping this year to... Well, I say hoping, I'm... I'm Dan just going to... I'm going to make it happen somehow. Um, I w- would like a, an ambulance to spay and neuter dogs in remote, remote uh, villages where dogs are just churning out puppies left, right and centre. And, of course, they're not being looked after by anybody and they're just dying. They're, they're just dying on the floor. It's like garbage um, to people. They just, you know, it, it, they, they don't want them there. They shush them away. And what I'd like to do is go out to all these remote villages um, with the ambulance and sterilise the dogs so that they can't have any more puppies. Um, And that's something I want to do this year. Um, So that's uh, I'm going to have a fundraiser for that soon. Okay, yeah. Um, Yeah, and I will be going out two or three times this year to to Romania. We do not bring many dogs back. Let me just add, we ha- we help mainly dogs in the UK now, mm-hmm. um, but we do go out to Romania um, and we sterilise, mass sterilise dogs. So, um, you know, that's how we help abroad. But we are also helping many dogs in the UK as well. Um, but it's hard because we have to turn away a lot of things, um, you know, situations that we just simply can't help because we don't have the funds. And it's, uh, you know, it's... We, we don't have a magic wand, sadly, and, um, yeah, funds, we need funds all the time. So, 
If anyone wants to donate, please I do. Know. And every Absolutely. single penny with us goes to the dogs. We're all volunteers. 100% of yep. the donations goes directly to dogs um, in desperate need. Um, so, yeah, that's another another reason why I'm so proud of Canine Angels, because it is just run purely on love uh, for the love of, love of dogs, really. Victoria, um, that's absolutely brilliant. I could talk to you all day. Patrick oh. is coming in, getting ready to take over in about 15 minutes. I hope you do come to Essex so we can have a really good chat, find out all the stories, because I know there's some incredible stories. You've got brilliant volunteers at the Canine Angels oh, as well. Oh, that's fantastic. Couldn't, couldn't do without the team. They're all, all amazing. And I think you might remember this song. Oh. by the brilliant polar canine angels oh, let's go home which is unbelievable a, it is an absolute magical song so i'm so proud that i get to play it here on the house of fun really appreciate you taking time out to speak to us about all what's been going on the good stuff with the you know the coverage going viral and then dealing with the trolls giving advice to my listener that might be in the same sort of situation and, you know, hearing about the work that the Canine Angels do as well. Thanks so much, Karen. Thank you. Have a lovely weekend. And this one goes out to you. Oh, you take care. Lots of love. And you. Bye-bye. Bye.
For the best music and chat in town, join Patrick Sherring on Friday evening between 8 and 10 on Phoenix FM for Friday Night Extra. With engaging guests, a relaxing music mix and live sessions, it is the perfect way to make your Friday sound better. track do you know who sung that patrick uh, patsy klein you do because you know your music don't you well that's kind of you to say so <laughs> <laughs> you're taking over at eight o'clock i am are you yes. excited for your show uh, uh, well i think so you've I've, got some good guests i have indeed i've got um uh louise uh and uh, a friend of hers as well coming in and they both work for kids inspire which is a Charity based in Chelmsford, works with vulnerable young people who've uh, gone through trauma and helps them in various ways to try to come to terms with their situations and improve. You know what you hear of people. They're inspirational people. Inspirational people that dedicate their lives. Like Victoria, who I just spoke to from the Canine Angels, you know, she's found what she's passionate about, making a difference for rescuing dogs. You know, you've you've got your guests coming in, making a difference for kids. 
There's some really inspirational there people are. on this planet. Absolutely. And we Absolutely. love them all here at Phoenix FM, especially when they come in and have a chat with us. I was trying to think of inspirational women. I've played inspirational women all night, so we've had a really good show. We've got a few people sending in messages. Willie Norsack says, uh, Nosrak, I should say, Mary Shelley, who wrote Frankenstein, which hands down won a scary story writing competition between her and her male friends, the likes of Byron and Shelley, a strong independent lady. Uh, Sue Blank, thanks for listening in, Sue. She says, Haben Gurma, the first deaf blind woman to graduate Harvard Law. Wow. Just there's some brilliant people. Christina says uh, Jane Goodall, who is the, uh, you know, well, Dr. Jane Goodall, by protecting chimpanzees and inspiring people to conserve the natural world we all share, we improve the lives of people, animals, and the environment. Everything is connected. Everyone can make a difference. An incredible woman, isn't she? That's true. Jane Goodall. Everything's connected it and is. everyone can make a difference. Yeah, love that, Patrick. Ken Meakin, um, his inspirational woman is Wonder Woman. <laughs> Do you remember Wonder Woman? Wonder Woman. I love it. Oh, I think I'm going to drop a dress size and I'm going to come in one week dressed up as Wonder Woman. Oh, I'll get the photos there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they'd be used for blackmail, I think. Bartman <laughs> says my mum. That's nice. Which is nice as well. And Jules Robinson says, mine is my big sister. She is my rock. Lovely. Who's yours, Patrick? Uh, well, there's a, a number of people, really. I suppose if you look back in history or indeed around now, you can take something from you think they're really inspiration in some ways. I think Mother Teresa was a very inspirational of person, course. actually. And particularly the way she put other people uh, before herself. There's a wonderful story about her staying at the White House and uh, they couldn't find her one morning. They'd lost her. Where, where is Mother Teresa? They looked everywhere, high and low for her. And uh, you might think this is a bit weird to be inspirational. They found her cleaning the toilets. <gasps> and uh, they, you said, what are you doing this? And she said, that's what I always do. Where I, back in Calcutta, that's my job. And why should anybody have to do it for me? And why shouldn't I do it for other people? And so she was out there and she was in the public area and that area just doing it. Oh, it's just incredible. That's an incredible story, isn't it, isn't it really? God, Amazing. That yeah. is wonderful. Yeah. Well, Anne Brown, Brown says, My daughter-in-law, Leah, she's the most amazing mother to three boys who were all born profoundly deaf. They have had uh, cochlear implants. One of the twins has a very rare syndrome, Pitt-Hopkins, and the other twin has oral and verbal dyspraxia and maybe autistic. She is just fantastic with them and fights every day to get the help they need. A fantastic lady. Wow. Just incredible. We've Great got stories. some brilliant listeners, haven't we? Uh, we um, Out there in Phoenix FM land. <laughs> Oh, that's wonderful. Well, I've really enjoyed doing the show this evening. Great. And I know you're getting ready to take over the hot seat. Indeed. You've got some fantastic guests. What sort of music have you got lined up? Oh, Patrick? well, we've got uh, a, a whole wide selection uh, as normal, really. We'll be doing a chart, uh, a, a retro chart a bit later on. I shan't tell you what that is. People have to listen. And just yes. generally uh, an, an eclectic mix as ever. Oh, it is good because I, I drive home in my car from Billericay. Yep. I listen in, might give my dad a little call as well. And I listen in and I think, 
oh, Patrick, he's, he's good at this. He knows this and he's got good music and good chat. Excellent. Your check's in the post. Yay! Oh. <laughs> it's only a small one. <laughs> well, Patrick is going to take over just in a few minutes. I'm going to play this because I did um, just share quite an amusing photo of this one. We're going to play out with something different. We've listened to the ladies all night. There are, there's more tracks. I will carry them over until next week, next Friday. Remember to go and like the Phoenix FM Facebook uh, page as well. And thank you to my guests. Do come over to the website, phoenixfm.com, in the next couple of days. Just search for the House of Fun and you can listen again. Have a great weekend. Love you lots. Across Brentwood and Billericay. This is Phoenix FM.